This happens every single week. Farley says, Julie, can you hear Docs when I'm not talking? And then Julie says, I can't hear him. And, and, and my response always is like, because I wasn't talking. I know. It's every single time. Because I'm like panicked over here. I'm like, I can't hear him. I can't hear yeah, him. You're and then like, I'm, I'm not like, talking. wait a minute. He's not saying anything. Do you, do you hear him breathing? Yeah. I guess you guys are doing secret telepathic training and it's not going well. <laughs> it's not going well. Not at all. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back in the heart of all things. That's Clarendon, of course. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 251 of Pace the Nation. We had a week off, but we are back, and we've got the full crew across from me. It's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? I'm the full crew. I'm across from you. Oh, well, you're part of the full crew. Oh, yes. got yes, it. Got part it. Of the full yeah. crew. Is is this the time of year that you and Joanna would just like talk all oh, the time about? Love. Is yes. this how the show got it the, would be the a weather? weather love fest? Yeah, yes. the weather we- love fest. <laughs> yes, this is it. The, tr- uh, the the leaves are turning. October first. There's a chill in the air. The Redskins are already <laughs> off to a losing. The Washington season. football team, yes, the Washington football Sorry, team. Sorry, the Washington football yeah, team. Right, right. Did well, we make that correction on air? Did We We did talk about that. We did. And let's bring in our other co-host who would have corrected you had I entered, uh, introduced him. Uh, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? You mean Washington team football. <laughs> That's right. right. Yes, we talked about the Washington team football. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It's uh, it, it's It's... That nickname, I think, fits uh, the most recent performances. So yeah, maybe I'm on board with that. The old WTF. Maybe I'm bored with that, Docs. You you are such uh, a, a yo-yo with your I your know. fandom. After after their first win against one of the worst teams in football, you were you were <laughs> that's, like that's your team, right? Yes. Yep. I mean, it, it. What, we don't need to get into the specifics, but they are definitely one of the worst teams in football for sure. And yes, and you're like tweeting up a storm like you, you're already like yep. calling Kornheiser and you're like, I need the keys to the bandwagon. <laughs> yep, that's a good old school <laughs> reference. That's a great for anybody who uh, has lived here in D.C. forever. Uh, the bandwagon Washington Post stories were awesome. Um, yeah, that was that was correct. Check my timeline at run pacer. Um, I was tweeting all about and I know a couple of listeners, including my uh our, our 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 big fan uh, Carter tweeted in and said, hey, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold your horses, Farley! Hold your horses!" Hey, Julie, week. and uh, he was yeah. Right. You know that yeah. you know that big eyesore that's that's uh, parked at the end of the block on your street that you can see from your front porch. That's the Washington team football bandwagon that blew a tire before Farley even got off the street. <laughs> 
Yeah. It, it's still it's hanging blown, out. It's blown two tires, and I'm afraid this weekend is two not tires. Good. Yeah, but it, this is the weird thing about football, right? Like, we've won one game against mm-hmm. apparently the worst team in football. Right. We've lost two games, I like and the we're we. still like the leading we. the, the division. division. Yes. That I like, is I like that you say we. Horrible. I, I, like I don't that like we. that you say we. Neither one of you guys is on the team. <laughs> Uh, I I do want to I do want to point out Farley. At, at least it was not a a long walk home once you jumped off that bandwagon. You know, right? It's so true. It, was it was a, a short short easy trip. You still had energy for your run. Yeah, That's true. We didn't get very far. No, we didn't. the bandwagon did not get far. But bandwagon broke down real fast. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> didn't think we'd start the show that way, but yes, it, th- there is a crisp uh, feel in the air. Uh, Starbucks it, is already out of pumpkin spice <laughs> latte true. mix. Yes. I yeah. mean, here we are. Yeah. It's October. Yep. Uh, and we know that, Docs, because we are. Uh, even though we shouldn't mention uh, non-sponsors on the show, you definitely should. <laughs> we we are. We, we are their number one uh, customers, and they're out already. But uh, it's October. It's October 1st, um, and uh, we're on episode 251. We are we were off last week. Uh, Only because I had a good story. Like, I, I, I have I all these good stories from the trail, and then you reminded yeah. me today. You're like, oh, yeah, do you want to tell that story? I already forgot it. I, don't, I, I, I have no idea what it was. I didn't write it down. Haven't seen any. You have, have you seen any uh, DC United players recently? I did. I saw. Now? I saw uh, O'Neill Fisher again, but he was again. He was okay. walking, not running. Okay. All right. But he was. Well, he was still weak. wearing his full DC United practice <laughs> kit. Yeah, we got to. We got to. He talk wants to, to be gotta, recognized. He definitely does. Do you, um, you know what else? Right, well, you know what else? I, on the trails, yeah. I keep running into or seeing people uh, that I went to college with which is crazy uh, hmm. on the trail. People you know as well um, that mm-hmm. I would never have thought that I would see, see on the trail. Um, but I do want to throw something out there. Uh, my eyesight is terrible. I can't see. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm nearsighted. I can't see things far away, and I don't run with my glasses. So if you recognize me and you feel like uh, I have – ignore you ignored you like and this is this is not to either of you or it does include both of you but it's it's inclusive to the whole pace the nation nation if you think that i'm big timing you actually i just can't see you <laughs> like right this, don't be offended this week i ran into two people that i went to college with and they they were like pointed to me said my name and and were excited and i had to like do a double take and squint my eyes to before i recognized them it's just i can't see were you wearing a mask, or were they wearing masks? And that's why I was wearing my Ronald Reagan mask. Him? That's how they recognized me. <laughs> All right. Well, if you could remember the tale uh, from the trail, we'll get into that with Docs later on. But we do have a big show. Excited to have guest Kelly Calloway on the show today. She's a three-time Olympic trials uh, qualifier in the marathon. Uh, she's local, lives in McLean. She's one Marine Corps but she's got a crazy story from 2020. Everybody's 2020 has been crazy, but hers uh, just a little more crazy than yours probably. So we'll talk to her about that uh, and, and what's going on with her running. Also on today's program, Julie and I just watched an emotional story that we want to promote from Jay Karoff, 
uh, about Marine Corps Marathon's first finisher, uh, you know, the virtual Marine Corps Marathon that's happening all this month. Uh, really good story that we'll tweet out, um, and we wanted to talk about that later on in the program. Uh, also in today's show, uh, London Marathon. It's happening. It's not with everybody. It's, I think, just elites. Is that correct? Is it just the elites? Just the elites. Just the elites. So we want to talk about uh, London Marathon and what's what's going on there. Great to see races uh, starting to pop back back up. All right, before we get to Kelly, uh, a few tweets this week. We, we always love to interact with our listeners. You can tweet us at Pace the Nation. Uh, Steve's doing a great job of managing that Twitter account. Um, so people were wondering where you were uh, the other night for the Docs 2020 campaign. Uh, care to comment on that, Docs? During the debate, I was I was uh, eating ice cream uh, to try <laughs> to forget how furious I was that I was snubbed by the the lamestream media. <laughs> so, just yeah, kidding! Just kidding! That. I actually support the media. I, I, I don't want to use that yeah. word. I just thought it would be funny to say that. Right. Right. Well, you couldn't get an invite. Where was it? Where was it? Uh, it was in Cleveland. It, it Cleveland Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. was not the original destination for this, but uh, they had to relocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Due to uh, you know COVID concerns. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, we 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 did get some tweets, and I'm sure you saw those tweets. Uh, you know, Carter, DC Dog Runner, a few people tweeting in. Um, yeah. Kind of checking in on you and Docs 2020. Well, so here, I mean, here's the thing, and 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 we've always been consistent with this. We're not going to be on the official ballot. We have a, a very low budget. You actually have to pay to get onto all these ballots. So we figured that we would would save our supporters money, uh, and and just ask them to write my name in. Um, mm-hmm. I do have to say, after after the debate, uh, I. That was probably the best thing for me was skipping that because it was such a disaster for for both candidates that uh, uh, it only helped my campaign. I will also say yep. to to and and I know that the the there's two more debates and the moderators are listening. Uh, bring me in, put me on the stage. I'll help you keep these guys under control. You know, it's it, it's too much for for uh, just one moderator. You need you need somebody there who can, can control the situation. That's me. That's Docs Twenty Twenty right there. Uh, plus, I think like both of those guys were angry. I, you know, I'll bring some levity to it, make it more entertaining. Uh, I, I've got a couple of jokes in my back pocket. Yeah, Docs. I think you should just show up with a fire hose. I think that might be uh, that might work with a with a what a fire pole with a. A fire hose just hose oh, everybody off when you're getting hose? too angry. Yeah, um, I guess I could do that. We'll think about that. I'll talk to my campaign manager and see if we have <laughs> that as an option. Um, we may have to pay for it, though. We yeah, may have to fundraise for a fire yeah. hose. Yeah, those things are expensive. I can't. Yeah. I can't afford to uh, get on the ballot, but I do have a huge fire hose budget. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Here, here's the th- here's the thing. Uh-huh. You've got a proven track record on this. You've got a proven track record at bringing levity. Uh, you you've you've d- done it for five years on Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you moderated many debates between um, me and Julie, or me and Joanna, or me and Tess, or whatever. Um, and you brought a lot of levity there. I mean, you you have it. 
I'm also charged with with moderating debates between you and myself. Right, that's true too. Yeah. I think that might be. I mean, you the you, third co-host job. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think you've got uh, I think you you've got what it takes. So I hope to see. Do you know where the next debate is? Um, they rotate around all over around the country, right? Yeah, they do. They do them in different locations. Uh, should I just bring my own podium? And just kind of sneak onto the stage, you know, just kind of slowly move it. I I have a yeah. I have a friend who's who's Vietnamese. He 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 immigrated here from Vietnam when he was like fourteen or or fifteen years old, and he he told me one of the most uh, one of my favorite stories. And I may have told this on PTN, so for our loyal listeners, you you can recognize this story. But uh, he said that you know when 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 they were growing up. Um, you know, whoever would do the gardening in the house, in his case, it was his mother, the, the the state would allocate them a certain amount of property, which would be fenced in with these like temporary fences or small fences, you know, not not like cemented fences like we have. And and then mm-hmm. outside the property is just government land. Right. And and he said mm-hmm. every day they would the whoever's doing the gardening, in his case, it's his mother. She would move the fence line out like one inch. So like like on any given day, you don't notice the fence is moving. You know, right, like you, right. you walk by every day. And then, you know, by the end of the year, after a year of doing this, you have like doubled the size of your yard and doubled the size of your garden. So I'll just do that. I'll just do like the, the Vietnamese fence trick with my podium. You know, I'll just put it off to the side, off <laughs> off camera. And every couple seconds, I'll just inch it over until I'm like center stage. And nobody and will notice. It'll know be too subtle. Him. Yeah. No one will know what hit him. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Mind games. That's yeah. awesome. Now he yeah. he um, he did say that that every year annually the 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 government inspectors would come and they would measure the the property and and then they would pick up the fence and put it back to where it started. Uh, and this is a real thing that happened. That's yeah, really funny. yeah, I love that story. I think it's, I think it's it, like, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good bar tactic. If, if we ever get to go back to bars, you know, like when you're trying to create some space for a group, you know, oh yeah, don't right. push people out right. of the way. Just kind of inch over a inch, little bit and create that space slowly and 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 subtly. Yeah, it's good for Vietnamese gardens and it's also good for presidential debates. <laughs> it. <laughs> It reminds me of, and, and, you know, I'm going to blow the Pace the Nation Nation's minds here again because it's a movie reference. It reminds me of the Office Space deal where the guy was taking one cent, or is it no, not office? Is it Office Space or The Office? What's the movie where the guy Superman. was taking one cent? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking one cent at a time, and he ended up with like it is a billion. It was a rounding error. A billion ended, cents. It, it was no. He can't. He ended up with like millions of dollars. It, it was in Office Space. Uh, that that was the the plot of that. But but they they when he's explaining it to people, they were like like Superman three. Because that's okay, that's what it. Richard Pryor did in Superman Three. He he did the rounding. Uh, he he took all the money. Got it. All right. That reference was probably uh, <laughs> lost on me, but not lost on our audience. So that's good. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, you can always tweet us at Pace the Nation. Uh, really enjoy um, the the interaction with the with the 
audience, and uh, we do respond. So tweet us at Pace the Nation. Chris and Julie, have you guys noticed how how we have also slowly and subtly turned this into a movie trivia show instead of a running show? <laughs> yes, yes, right. I know. Yep, it's the same tactic. It's the same as you're tactic. Use yeah. To get the, the the podium on stage <laughs> at the next slowly debate. sliding in. <laughs> yep. The fans have noticed though. They're yeah. actually they gave Chris some credit like yeah. what two weeks ago yeah, for did. for yep. getting one movie reference right. Yeah, Animal House. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blind Squirrel. You weren't too confident about no, it though. I you kind of shot it out there. Doc shot you down. You're like conceited yep. immediately. Broken clock. Um, I, I love how we're right. gonna talk about this every week. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, we'll transition out of that. Uh, next up, uh, excited to be joined on the phone by a local running star. Uh, she's made three Olympic trials. She's won the Marine Corps Marathon. She runs for the Army Elite Team. It's Kelly Calloway joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julian Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone by local running star. She's a three-time qualifier for the Olympic marathon trial. She's one Marine Corps. It's Kelly Calloway. Kelly, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, so three-time Olympic marathons trials qualifier uh you won marine corps in 2013 is that 2013 is that correct that is correct and you run for uh the what 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 is the army team's name that you run for is there an official name there is so the all army team all army team awesome okay Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk a little bit about that we're going to talk about we were in atlanta as a podcast together we want to talk about that we want to talk about this crazy incident in 2020. I said before you came on that your 2020 has been crazier than anybody else's. So we got we got to talk about that as well, but you're back running, and that's just a tease to get into that story. But before we get into all that, um, you are from this area? You live in McLean now? I know you went to high school here. Where did you grow up? So I'm an army brat, and um, oddly enough, my parents just retired and are now back in Virginia. So I think I can claim it as home. Okay. But I lived all over. I was born in Colorado, ended up um, my last two years of high school. I went to West Potomac High School in um, Alexandria. Got it. So Docs and I also, Northern Virginia, Yorktown for me, Docs, nice. West Springfield. So, I'm also oh, nice. on the west side, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't think West Potomac, West Springfield, or Yorktown. I mean, you know, the districts have changed. Sorry, Julie. The districts have changed so many times that I don't know whether that we ever competed against each other, but you obviously we were all in the northern region. Together. No, I uh, West Potomac had the, the West Potomac Invitational. I won the two-mile there once. There you go. There you go. Now, I think it might have... I think it might have been my first uh, my first track victory nice. in high school on a West Potomac track. I'm, I'm sure the, the West Potomac folks That's are still you. talking about that today. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're younger than me. Oh no, I'm I'm younger than you. I forgot. Right, right. sure you are. Uh, right. So you wouldn't know that story. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Our guest was going to chime in. We we should let our guest talk. We, you know. Yeah. No, I just said I think he set a record. Yes. What year was that? Um, he doesn't like to tell you, but it was in the 90s for sure, for oh, sure, no. <laughs> sometime, sometime in the 90s. So West Potomac, who was your who was your coach at West Potomac, Kelly? Uh, Beebe, Coach okay. Beebe. Got it. 
fantastic. Oh, yeah. he's fantastic. A legend over there. Is he still there? No, he's not still coaching. Okay. Um, and I have yet to link up with him since I've moved back. But he just, I mean, without him, I never would have run a college. Yeah. And uh, I was just really grateful to have an awesome coach. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you went on to run at uh, North Carolina State uh, University. How, how was your college career running-wise? It was great. I mean, I, I chose NC State. I loved the program. I loved the other people. But I knew going into it that I was not going to be the fastest runner by a long shot. <laughs> so I learned how to work. I think my very first run with the ladies, um, my first my freshman year, through Raleigh, a city I had never been to, I just, you know, did everything I could. Actually, a few other, um, I think a West Springfield alum, um, Kelly, uh, gosh, what's her last name? Kelly Swain, Lake Braddock. Yeah, yep. yep. Kelly Lake, Swain. Lake, I think she was Lake Braddock, not West Springfield. Yeah, she's she's Lake Braddock. Yeah, she wishes yeah, so she, she was, was West Springfield. <laughs> she, she does was on wish. The team and she, oh my gosh, was just so fast. She was with that group of girls just leading me around Raleigh, and I was doing everything I could to keep up because I knew one, I didn't want to fall off out of pride, but two, I didn't want to be lost in the city, and so I just had to, you know, get get up there with them and so I improved a ton but I was certainly not a star on the team by any means we had NCAA champions and yeah. other awesome runners so I just learned how to work really hard how, how did you manage doing you so you did ROTC how did you manage doing both uh running school and or all three running school and ROTC yeah it was challenging um you know it was a lot of communication and really I think it served me well but I didn't know going into it as a little baby 18 year old that you know I'd have to be communicating between my professor of military science and my uh, you know my coach and explaining what the other like hey I have ACC's coming up but we have a field training exercise you know what do I do and each one of them was like well this is the most important so <laughs> I had to do a lot of going back and forth and negotiating um but you know it was it was really good for me i um i you know had uh, you know when i was injured from running i know a lot of collegiate runners have a hard time there i could kind of lean more heavily into my rotc training and buddies and then you know vice versa when art when i was uh you know kind of down on the rtc stuff i had my um you know my team my family there so that was really nice um but it was a lot to juggle yeah no doubt um, probably prepared you well. You went into so how, how does that work? You go go into the service right after college. Correct. So I commissioned in 2006 as a second lieutenant, and um, then went directly to uh, you go to several trainings, and then you um, go to your first duty station. And mine was in Hawaii. Wow. What? I know. Your not... first station was in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that at the time, you know, 2006, we were doing a lot of deployments. So the, yeah, the yeah. four years, three to four years we spent in Hawaii was uh, half of it was in um, the desert, in a different kind of beach with no ocean. So. <laughs> She's trying to make it sound like it wasn't that great. It was great. I mean, I, I, no, I mean uh, it was great when she was home. Yeah, right. It wasn't great when she was deployed. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you, you uh, continued to, I guess you continued to run. Um, was that part of the plan is to continue to run? Because you've, you know, made three Olympic trials. So when did you, you know, really get competitive in the road racing and the marathon scene? 
So I had always wanted to run a marathon. I remember telling Coach Geiger, you know, that I wanted to run a marathon. And he was like, well, that's cute. But you're going to have to wait till after you're How about done. The 10K, Kelly. Come on. Yeah. Well, actually, the problem was I was somewhat interested. I ran middle distance. I ran the 8 and the 15. Huh. We had a stacked distance team. You know, we had the 10K double NCAA champions. So there was not, you know, really a whole lot of uh, room for me to bump up and try it. So I ran 85 miles a week in college to run the 1500. Wow. And I have or had wheels. Um, back in the day and I could, you know, I really enjoyed it. I think it helped me stay hungry because after I graduated, I went to, um, my officer basic course in Arizona and I was still running, but not anything super serious. I started cycling too. and I just wanted to do everything. And, uh, my friend had a, uh, an extra bid to the Tucson marathon and I found out like, you know, a week and a half, two weeks before and I'm sure I'll do that. So I couldn't wait to do my first marathon. I recall both my parents had done the Honolulu Marathon when I was a kid, and I just thought, you know, this is something that I have to tackle. So um, that first Tucson Marathon, I was, you guys, I was so arrogant about the marathon. Um, I was, I Well, no, and just like, I've got this. I did 18-mile right. long run. Right. I didn't take any water. I don't need food. So I did all the wrong things, everything like just, I started out too fast. I took no fuel. I hadn't trained, but you name it. It was like the textbook of what not to do for a marathon. <laughs> uh, but I think I ran, I ran like, you know, three fifteen, maybe something like that. Okay. I still, you know, I like placed and um, I believe me the last, like from 18 miles on, and from 23 was brutal. And from 23 on, it was like, I was like the tin man. I could barely move. My muscles were like shutting, seizing up for dehydration. Um, and I like got myself across that finish line. But of course, instead of being like, that was a terrible experience. I don't ever want to do that again. I was like, I can't wait to do another one. <laughs> well, you, you obviously improved from there. Um, oh, yeah. you, you ran... Uh, what would you say your best, your, your best marathon you've done, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of marathons at this point, I'm sure. Uh, what would you say your best marathon effort was? I've, I've only done 15, Okay. so I'm not that crazy yet. I've still tried to stick with two or less a year, but, um, I would definitely say the 2012 Olympic trials. I mean, I went into that, um, having run a 2:42 as my PR at, um, California International Marathon to qualify for my first Olympic trials. And I, I kind of, I knew that I was going to do better than that, but I just ran everything on that day was absolutely perfect. I mean, the weather, you didn't even think about it. It was just so perfect. Mm -hmm. The course was flat and fast. Was that and was just with This was Houston. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was very well run, like a fantastic race. Um, I didn't know that, you know, looking forward at the other um, trials that I've run, I think, you know, they just did such a fantastic job. We were spoiled. Um, but it was just, it went by like a breeze. You know, I hit every time. I actually ran perfectly even splits the entire time, wow. which, you know, is like really hard to do. Um, and I, I stuck to the plan. My coach was there and I just cranked it out and ran a 237. I placed 25th. And I, I mean, I knocked, you know, seven minutes off of my time wow. and 
just felt effortless. Like I knew that I had more that I could do in the future. And I still am looking to break that um, PR, but it was, everything just came together perfectly on that day. And yeah, I think the best part was I had no expectation of that. You know, I knew what I kind of wanted on. Yeah. And I think since then I've had to remind myself, like don't have such crazy high expectations. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. So, um, yeah, it was, that's, that's, it was that's awesome. And that's, uh, for our listeners, 237, that's about six minutes a mile, maybe a little under mm-hmm. six minutes a mile. So that's a phenomenal effort. Uh, the Marine Corps Marathon is going virtual this year. And, uh, you know, people are actually able to run uh, their virtual Marine Corps Marathons, I think, starting now. Uh, you had a great experience there in 2013. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. It was, you know, just a lovely day. I find that race so inspirational. You're running around all of DC, the, you know, all of the monuments and, uh, in Crystal City. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And you're, you're finishing at the Iwo Jima statue. I mean, what could be more inspirational? Yeah. So I, um, I just had a great day. I knew by mile eight that I was kind of alone. Um, and unafraid out there. I thought it was just holding the pace and making sure it was a good day. Um, I, uh, I had my, um, sister's father-in-law was here. He was my only race supporter that day. <laughs> and, uh, he, he rode his bike along the route and stopped in several different places. He said he was only going to be out there for maybe the first half. And he ended up sticking with me the whole way, and he met me at different locations just to cheer for me, and it was really, really nice. Uh, I have a strong bond with him to that day. But that was just another, you know, solid effort and um, a really, really fun yeah. day. And, I, and, and, know, how, I and how, cool, how cool is it to be, you know, part of the service to, to, and, and then go out and win that race? I mean, you know, you got your father-in-law, yeah. but I'm sure – you've got thousands of others who are really cheering hard for you because you're wearing that army across your, uh, your chest. Oh yeah. I mean, I say I always race with pride and, you know, know in the back of my head that there are people overseas serving. I was actually, I deployed three days after that race. So, you know, that was in my mind. I knew I had this shot to go in and go out and crush it before I was hopping on a plane and heading to the middle East myself. So I'm always thinking of, you know, those soldiers who are out there serving, those soldiers who, you know, didn't come home and the soldiers who are injured. Um, and they that always pushes me along, you know, seeing somebody in, you know, the uh, on the arm bike, you know, cranking away totally. and just continuing to go for gold is amazing. Um, awesome. yeah. But yeah, so I, I always run with pride with Army on my chest. And I will say, after crossing the finish line, the Marine Corps Commandant was like, Oh, maybe we could get you to switch over to the Marine. <laughs> Can you do that? You can't just do that. I mean, you can't just say, "Hey, uh, boss." I, I I know you don't call your your uh, superior boss uh, in the army. <laughs> what, what, what would you call? Hey, boss, can I go sure, over to the Marine Corps side? Sure. Yeah. Commanding yeah. officer. Commanding officer general. I, you know, I'm I'm obviously a noob at this. It's um, not always Aruba a general. This, but who, what would you call yeah. your boss, ge- general? Uh, sir, ma'am. General, sir. Yeah, mostly sir, ma'am. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, sir, ma'am. Uh, can I go over the Marine Corps side? Probably not a good question, I would imagine. Definitely not. Yeah, that was not. I was like, that. Thank you for the offer, but no, I'm pretty. You know, I'm pretty set. It also, I am an Army brat, and my dad was still in the Army at the time. He just retired last year, so I was like, I don't think he That's would funny. even. You know, like, <laughs> he would be too happy with that either. Um, <laughs> 
All right, so uh, so many races we could catch up with you about, but I, I got it. We got to get to the, the. I mentioned that 2020 has been crazy for everybody, but even more crazy for you. Uh, you've got two daughters, 13 and five, right? Tell us about your experience with them hiking on the Potomac uh, Heritage Trail this year. Okay, so in May, um, the weekend after Mother's Day, I took the girls out for. Um, you know, on a trail that I run on all the time, you know, COVID was, we were still pretty much on lockdown. So we were barely even driving anywhere. And this was just like a mile or so from our house. So I did drive there and we um, decided to go for a nice little hike. And about two miles in, we stopped at a creek because my five-year-old was tired. And, you know, I just started getting out, like, little snacks and stuff. And we were sitting on a rock probably about eight feet up from the creek. And um, my girls were sitting right next to me. And out of nowhere, with no warning, nothing, a huge log came just falling out of the sky, crashed into my spine, and then hit me on the head. And just like flew off into the water. Could you hear and, it like uh, crack? Could you hear it before before nothing. it impacted you? You couldn't hear it crack or anything. Wow. No warning at all. And this is something you know, as a runner, you're out outside all the time. I think about all the time of like I would have some warning. I would jump out of the way, you know. And there was no warning. It was a pretty steep bank, and there were you know sounds of water. So potentially, I just missed it. But there was. It was just this, like, huge dead log, and it just slammed right into me. I barely maintained consciousness. I I mean, if my kids hadn't been there, I probably would have just let myself go and, like, pass out. But uh, I was the only adult with them. And so I was, like, thought, you know, I had the triple vision going on. I was like, no, stay with it, Kelly, because uh, my girls were with me, and I didn't know if it had hit them. I didn't know, you know, like, how they were. And I actually had no idea what the extent of my injuries were. Other than I was like, I probably have a concussion. Like, right. this is, it hit me right in the head, you know. And so I maintained consciousness. My girls were just mortified. My five-year-old got a scratch on her leg from the branch, but that was the extent of their injury. And they were sitting right Although, next, they were sitting you right next to you. Yeah, like when, touching. Wow. And somebody, like, she got scratched, which she maintains is the worst injury to come out of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she will not back down from it. There was blood, okay? Um, <laughs> but uh, they were just shaking and terrified, mm. and it turns out, so I, I mean, kind of mama bear mode kicked in. I got them back to the car and wow. drove home because she knew that where we were, it would take a helicopter to get in and take me out of there. And I just thought that there was no way I was going to like leave my kids. And so we hiked back. I was, you know, I knew I was, pain. I knew I was hurting, but I didn't even react to it, honestly. And I got home and when I got home, I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to go lay down and see um, what's going on. And I ended up, uh, I was like, this, this is bad. So I called, I told, I texted my sister, I just got hit in the head with a branch and she was like, what, you need to go to the hospital though. But it was COVID, you know? And right. so you're like, the last place I want to go is a hospital. I do not want to, especially if they're, you know, trying to, you know, I don't want to be a case that takes away from somebody, you know, who could potentially need this, you know, doctor, um, to save their lives. So, I hesitated. I did call like the nurse hotline and they were like, you have a head and neck injury. You need to go in immediately. So I went into the emergency room. It was the best 
uh, service I've ever had. No way. You know, they put me right into right. a wheelchair. And, um, but honestly, I kind of was, you know, I, I just was mostly concerned about a concussion. And so the doctor took the neck brace off me. He was like, you're fine. And they went and did a CT scan. And it turns out I fractured my C7 um, all the way down. Like there was a millimeter of bone still left covering my spinal cord. Um, wow. And after that first scan, they actually couldn't see the millimeter of bone in the first scan. So the doctor came running back. They like, you know, put me in an even more heavy duty neck brace and they started prepping me for surgery. They were like, you could be paralyzed. I mean, I, and I could, didn't, couldn't have my husband in the room with me because he, because of COVID, they only let me go in. And so wow. I just briefly texted him like might be paralyzed. And then wow. went back into yeah, I know. I mean, and that, I was like, that's a terrible text, Kelly. I mean, if, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, Where's your bedside manner? Yeah, exactly. I kind of have a story of these bad texts from my husband. But when I was like nine months pregnant with my um, youngest, I texted him like, "Get home now!" And he came running in, thinking we were having a baby. And I was like, "Oh no, I just needed you to like, you know, empty the trash." <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> he, I, so I texted him that and then went in for like four more hours of scans, which was like, it was a pretty terrible, it was a very low moment for me. I oh, was sure. in there, I had a mask on, they told me I might be found thinking like everything I'd love to do, I mean, obviously I love running, but I also love just being active in general, involves moving. And so I was mm-hmm. in these scans all by myself, like in a mask that I was kind of suffocating in because I started like get a little bit freaked out. And I, it was, it was a rough moment. Um, for oh, me. to say the, the least. That's, an, that's yeah. incredible. I mean, I, I just, I, I would have been a, a total, total mess. How long was this? So when the accident happened to when they, you're, you're in there thinking you need surgery, are we talking a day, days, hours? So it was, two, so I waited you know, until like my kids were situated and we went to the hospital. And so it was about two hours after the incident that I went to the emergency room and they put me immediately in the first scan. And then they brought me back and sent me to four more hours. of scan. So at that point it was, you know, from like 9 PM until like 2 AM or something. I was like in scans and in kind of this like no man's land of like, I could be getting surgery. I could have to have like spine, you know, the spinal surgery tonight or I might be fine. And so, um, I'm not fine, but I might, you know, be able to just wear this neck brace. So it was kind of back and forth. And I was, you know, the very last MRI I did kind of, I was like, all right, I need a minute. How long am I going to be in here? I kind of used the very last bit of like my, you know, sanity. And, uh, just let me know how long I'm going to be in this machine. Cause I'm kind of freaking out. So, um, but they, yeah, when I, was released from the hospital. They found that they did have that millimeter of bone. So they gave me, I was in, you know, a completely like hard neck brace and they put me on bed rest for two months. So um, no surgery. And no. Well, so they, I left with a question mark for surgery. They said they wanted to check back in six weeks. So, um, of course I'm in the trauma room and they're trying to like explain this really important stuff. I'm like, what? I'm like, when can I run? <laughs> you know, and they just, Looks to be like, are you're lucky to be alive right, right now? Like right. And every doctor that I've run into in you know this whole thing has told me, like you are so lucky just to be alive wow. and lucky not, to not be paralyzed. Like let's 
take it back. Take chill with the running. Back the right. Yeah, yeah. Just chill. But you know, we're runners. Like, of course. Yeah. So it's a little bit crazy, right? So, um, but they let me leave with a, an appointment in six weeks to go and see the neurosurgeon and get another scan. And if it was healing properly and, you know, they were okay with how it was healing, then I didn't need surgery. But if it wasn't, it would require surgery and a whole nother, you know, back to square one of eight weeks of mm. bed rest. So they yeah. send you home for eight weeks of bed rest. And there's a question, mm-hmm. like you said, a question mark, maybe surgery, maybe starting this process over. Um, how do you keep it together? Yeah, I was, so the first whole week I was just in so much pain and I, I had to, I couldn't lay down. So the bed rest, I was like, Oh sweet. I'll just take naps. Well, one, I was in so much pain, which I didn't really feel until the next day. I think there was just so much adrenaline, adrenaline. Um, and stuff. Yeah. But, um, so I was in so much pain. I just didn't even really sleep for the whole first week. They gave me some, you know, uh, pretty hardcore drugs, but they just made me feel sick and didn't take away the pain. So that was, that was a rough, um, week. Um, but I also have never been this helpless, like not even through, I mean, I guess the hardest times I'd had were like pregnancy, which I had perfectly healthy. I was thankful to have perfectly healthy pregnancy. So I never had to be uh, this helpless before. Um, and so, you know, my husband had to do kind of everything for me. I was definitely attested that for better or worse situation. <laughs> I didn't even use a bell. I used that rap air horn app on my phone. So as obnoxious as it could be, I was like, get up, get up, I need water. <laughs> and and I, then I was, I don't ever get a chance to watch a ton of TV or movies. So my husband was like, Kelly, this is the perfect time to catch up on like all of uh, you know what the whole world watches that you never get to see like breaking bad and, you should see Bra- breaking bad very good oh, yeah. okay i'm not that bad i have seen breaking bad okay, but okay, um, okay. <laughs> the whole series fantastic show yes okay. but um you know there's so many things i've missed out on so but i was so traumatized and it was weird because i've been to combat twice wow. you know i I've had my life threatened before, you know, I've done hard things before, but this, I was in, you know, already in a heightened state during COVID, but I felt like I was, you know, in a safe space at my house, you know, or like, you know, on this trail and it out of nowhere with no warning, I kind of got, you know, my life threatened. Taken away. I was attacked. Yeah. And it was so traumatic for me. I couldn't even like handle a TV. She tried to put on a movie and I, started crying and he I'm just not that emotional so he's like what is going on mm-hmm. I was like it's too intense I just can't take it so it's a lot of I read a lot I learned to embroider I was like I guess I need to come up with some like craft and skills that I could work <laughs> on that aren't running but I also I went back and did some more study I've done you know a kinesiology master's and I've done I had done the USATF level one course but I was like you know what let me go back and look at my coaching philosophy because I'm now the head coach of the all-army team and um, I help with Langley High School and some youth coaches. And I was like, let me just, you know, dive deep into that stuff and, and build my knowledge of running, even if I never get to run again, because that was still kind of up in the air. But if I had had the surgery, they could easily have said, you know, there's too much impact on the spine. You just can't run. So I tried to keep myself um, and, and just kind of like shift my love of running um, through, you know, coaching education and stuff. So wow. I tried to keep myself as sedentary as possible. Yeah. Well, um, our listeners are, are dying to know how the story ends. Um, there is a happy, yeah. there is a happy ending. Uh, so, yeah. um, 
I, I'm going to spoil the ending for you, but you 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 bed rest for two two months. That's just insane to me uh, that you're in bed for 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 two months, and you're literally at home, not not walking around for two months. Yeah, I mean, oh like gosh. asking my husband to help me go to the bathroom oh and gosh. like, yeah, like, wow. and I I couldn't even lay down. So that's even the worst part. You think bed rest, lay down? I actually. One day I wept because all I wanted to do was lay down, but I couldn't with the brace lay. Wow. And um, so I was kind of in this like seated position um, for two months, which was really wow. that yeah. is brutal. That is br- brutal. So so two months, uh, and and you uh, slowly get back to moving around, walking, and even running. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So tell us about that transition. Yeah, at my um, six-week appointment, I got great news, and I didn't need surgery, which was so awesome. I, which is kind of crazy because I got the extra, I got the MRI, and I was expecting like there's a huge triangle of broken bone that you can see, right? And um, I had the, you know, I I asked the tech if I could see the picture, and really. There wasn't a whole lot of that. It was only like filled in a little bit at the bottom. So I was expecting bad news, but that was enough healing for them to let me start, you know, walking around a little bit. And then at eight weeks, they let me start riding the stationary bike in the, um, in the collar still, which got kind of sweaty and gross, but it was still like, I could do something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So I rode the stationary bike. And then when, um, at like the 10 week mark they said you know you can take it off and you can start to get back to you know walking and moving your head because I kind of was like a baby I like couldn't like now like I couldn't hold my head I was afraid when they took it off and my head just flop over but so I had to do like neck circles and little things like that and um you know I was like an infant doing tummy time I'd like practice (laughs) you know holding my head up um but then I started being able, you know, it actually started coming back pretty quickly, and I'd walk and walk, and then eventually I was able to run, but they wanted me to stick to the treadmill, which isn't my favorite form of running, um, but just to be safe, um, you know, five, ten minutes on the treadmill, and I was just so happy to be uh, doing anything that uh, they could have kept me on the treadmill for a year, and I would have been happy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I wouldn't have been happy, <laughs> But you've been but doing something, it. right. Uh, but I was so happy just to be running. And then, um, you know, it started coming back. I got up to, you know, 30 minutes on the treadmill and then they let me go outside. And now I'm back to running outside, back to, you know, now it's beautiful, but back then it was pretty humid. So I got that. I, I got the Virginia summer. I, <laughs> I did suffer through, but I happily suffered through it. And um, now I'm um, back to doing speed work and hard workouts. And I ended up doing, you know, two races that actually happened in person, um, the EX2 trail races and i uh, i won both of yeah. them so um yeah so it's really it's incredible we, we just had andy bacon on the show and you won the the most recent one you won two both of them but the most recent one at fountainhead um it's it, it's it's incredible and you're doing workouts you did uh workout with for yesterday with former guest carrie allen um mm-hmm. four by one mile repeats Yep, yep, mile repeats, which is one of my favorite works. What what kind of pace are you running these mile repeats in? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, always starting out with where you're at right now. You know, I'd love to be 
back down to like my peak fitness, but sure. I recognize that's going to take a minute. So we started at like 540 still. and worked down to 529. So, that's you know, um, so still like getting some speed in there. It was, it's so fun. I, I love running fast on the track and Carrie's doing this virtual race across the country. And so I've done, I've done a 5k time trial with her and an 8k time trial. And I actually did the, um, 8k time trial with her last Saturday and then raced the, um, fountainhead on Sunday. So I was feeling wow. it. Um, That's <laughs> that course is really It fun, is. It but, is. Yeah. But no, no post like trauma from going out in the woods and running and thinking, all right, there's going to be a tree branch who falls on me. I'm happy to run in the woods. I think I'm able to get past it though at Rosaryville. I, there was a dead branch above the trail and I like, I have a little panic and I will say sometimes I'm in the woods and you'll, I'll hear something. Some one time it was just a squirrel, but, and I like sprinted, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, I, I guess I'm not fully recovered <laughs> because I'm, I'm a little gun shy running under the trees. But right. if I wasn't out running in the woods, I would be so sad. And I think it's, you know, I've, I've been healing every day. So, wow, that's um, and then as far as my neck, you know, I, I do still get soreness. The bone they said will take three to six full months to fully fill in. So I have to avoid doing some things. Um, but I, I'm happily running and really my kids even forget that it happens. You know, they'll jump on me and like, Oh, like, stop, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. And they forget that, you know, I was in the collar for so long. For six or to eight weeks or eight weeks bed rest. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear you back running. What are your goals? What, what do you, I mean, is the a fourth Olympic marathon trials in the cards for you? You know, after 2020, I was like, I don't think so. And my oldest will be in high school then. It's going to be all about her. But my, my, I've changed my mind a little <laughs> bit. And, uh, and I think, you know, if I have the, since I have the ability, since I wasn't paralyzed, I should freaking go for it. So, yeah. you know, I think I, um, I'm just enjoying running fast again right now. I'm going to stick to some shorter stuff, you know, and get, Get in like any place that I can, you know, the being run safely here um, in, you know, the uh, DMP area. And then um, I'm really enjoying trails. So I'd like to get out and do some more serious trail running. Um, so, yeah, the goals are piling up now. Right, I, uh, right. I, <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we, we look forward to you. You've, you're a big supporter of Pacers running and our Pacers running races. So. Okay. We look forward to once we can get back out there, seeing you out, uh, you know, in the in, in the the winter circle on the podium at uh, the 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 next Pacers running races that we can do. Probably next year, but uh, whenever we can okay. do them, we'll look. Forward I to can't wait. I'll be following. I I get the email every week, and I'm like, when can we do it? <laughs> I love. They're always run so professionally and done so well. Um, you know, you never have. Those, some bigger races even have the snafu of mismarked courses right, and you right. don't know where to get that never happens in favor of races. Well, I appreciate that. that. That yeah, we work hard to make sure logistically we are dialed. So thank you for saying that. All right, Kelly, um, this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you, uh, for your time. We're going to check back in on you, uh, next year sometime to see how you're doing. Okay. But it, this is a, just a phenomenal, I mean, the fact that you were doing mile repeats yesterday, sub six, uh, after, um, <laughs> you know, uh, thinking you were paralyzed. Yeah, what's my excuse? My <laughs> no, <Lord>. seriously. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it is kind of, you crazy. know, you, uh, 
that two months on bed rest, I will say, you know, all those random, like, oh, my hamstring, my right. hip, all right. those little injuries. I got to running again, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they've all gone away. Right. So, yeah, that's really cool. That is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, your your pain tolerance is probably a little different now, too, right? right? <laughs> that's true. You're like, I don't even notice those things. Right. I'm running. Yeah, but yes, that's, that's awesome. True. Well, we are very glad that everybody is is safe in the family, and then you're back running. Uh, great story, happy ending. Uh, thanks for sharing it. Yeah, really appreciate well, it. Thanks so much. It was nice chatting with you guys. Yeah. I can't wait. Now I've got your podcast to listen. Yes, to. absolutely. Really- All right, we got to get you. Yeah, got to get you. You're down only 250 episodes behind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Fine. I know. Yeah, listen to Carrie's. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'll send you some other ones to listen to. But we've got some yeah. good shows. I can't wait to listen carries too because yeah. we, we're like super close and awesome. it's, it's always fun to hear and are you going to do perry yeah we'd love to get perry on the show we did a number of folks who qualified for the olympic trials um you uh, you we didn't get you and we didn't get perry but we want to round out that list that charlie put together so she's on that list um at some point oh nice yeah so i mean yeah it, it, speaking of what's our excuse she's like 50 qualifying for the olympic trials so uh she, she'll be a good one to yeah. talk to um, yeah, yeah. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us. Uh, great stuff. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. There she goes. Kelly Calloway, she joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Kelly Calloway for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, great story of resilience coming back from a broken neck. Um, wow, um, that was a crazy, crazy story. That uh, glad that everybody ends up okay because it could have gone very differently. But uh, thanks for sharing that on today's program, Kelly. But there's there's a couple of um, takeaways as well. I mean, not the not the takeaway from from the the overall story, but it is interesting that she's she's talking about um, how she actually was forced to take take downtime, yeah. and uh, and felt like after she took that downtime. A lot of the 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 aches and pains and and little nicks that she has over cumulative years of of just right. constantly Grinding, running have right. have have gone away, yep. and that's not the first time we've talked to a guest who who had surgery or was she I mean in her case she didn't have the surgery but she she did have the the medical forced downtime the off. forced downtime yep. and and so you know for for anybody who's a runner that's just listening to this. Uh, and doesn't have a broken neck and isn't forced to be uh, in that downtime, uh, there is a takeaway for that for everybody, which is like, you know, giving your body some rest to 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 reset is is not a bad thing no, for your definitely. running. No, I, I, I def- definitely agree. And she's a great example. Um, Julie had to exit, but uh, she... she <laughs> Yeah, maybe she just needs to take some downtime because she's got these nagging like hamstring injuries, and that's what Kelly said that some of her nagging hamstring injuries no longer there. So, um, and it's I think I said Callaway. It's Callaway, not not Callaway. Callaway. So I, I don't think anybody's expecting you to pronounce anybody's <laughs> name correctly. I wouldn't worry about the the good, fixing good this at this point. <laughs> 
Well, except she, I mean, she hasn't listened. She, she, she admitted, I don't know if that was on the show or, or after yeah. the show where she admitted but she, she hadn't she listened But she wasn't a listener before, but now she is, yes. She, she is now. So, so maybe this will be the first episode and maybe she will be offended. So, yeah, so just throwing this out there, Farley mispronounces every Everybody. guest's last name. So right. uh, don't feel offended. Right. Thank you. All right. Uh, and one other uh, correction here. I think I said uh, Perry Sh- Shoemaker was uh, 50, and I don't know whether that made the show or not, uh, but uh, she's actually 48. So I just wanted to clear that mm-hmm. up. Not 50, 48. Oldest uh, qualifier for the uh, U.S. Olympic trials in the marathon this uh, this yeah, but I, I think we could we could say she's the most experienced yes, qualifier. For, exactly. You know, exactly. The most life experience is I think right. I think the the the, the uh, way to phrase that. Yep, I agree. All right. Um, so uh, I did say Julie had to exit, but I, I wanted to mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to bring up this story that uh, was was sent to us by uh, former guest. Jay Croft. Uh, he is a reporter for ABC seven and he sent us this story. Um, and Julie and I watched it just before going on the air and it's, it is a tearjerker. So, uh, we will tweet out the link of, of Jay's, uh, video that he's done on Franny Motts, uh, who is the first finisher of this year's, uh, Marine Corps marathon, uh, virtual Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, he was part of the Eldersburg Roadrunners Club in Maryland. And his dream, uh, he's 36 years old, dream was to run the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, he was diagnosed this year with brain uh, cancer, and it's gotten worse quickly. Uh, and so he wasn't able to actually do the race by himself. Uh, but with the help, and as you'll see on Jay's video and story that, uh, again, we will tweet out of this running club, uh, he was able to finish the, the finish the race uh, in a wheelchair with his group who did all 26.2 uh, miles. Uh, this Elders, Eldersburg Roadrunners Club um, really was inspired by him, and uh, he's just a really inspiring guy. Um, who kicked off the virtual um, Marine Corps Marathon. It was awesome. They had Rick Nielis out there, a number of, of other folks uh, with the Marine Corps Marathon, Marines, uh, who all celebrated his finish. So uh, please check out that story that Jay Croft did from uh, Channel 7. We will uh, tweet out the link. All right, Docs. And other running news, the London Marathon is happening uh, this weekend. Well, it did happen this weekend, I should say. Uh, but you know, space time continuum, you know, the drill there. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's only, it's, it's only elites this year. And, but it's, it's a major marathon that's happening and that's exciting. So I'm, I'm really excited to see, uh, the, the, the marathon go off. Uh, they've got some of the best runners in the world competing, on both the men's and women's side, uh, notable on the uh, women's side, uh, you've got uh, Molly Seidel, who you know made the Olympic team. Sarah Hall will also be racing uh, for for the U.S. Uh, and then you know some of the fastest, uh, you know, the 214 marathon, Bridget Koski, 
who is the world record holder. Um, she's going to be racing the, the event. So, and also on the men's side, uh, Bakile of Ethiopia and of course, Kipchoge, who's, you know, the world record holder, uh, will be squaring off and, uh, on the, uh, men's side for the U S we've got former guest, uh, Jared Ward will be running the race as well. So, uh, a tight field, you know, just a couple hundred runners or less running uh, out there this weekend. But very cool. I'm excited to see uh, how they do. And great to see that uh, marathons are happening. It's mostly like uh, Great Britain representatives. <laughs> right. In, in, in the elite fields. Yeah. They're, they're, loving, they're loving this... Uh, uh, the hometown restrictions, travel yeah. restrictions. You, you got to have the hometown group there. I, I don't hate on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, always a, a fast course. Um, you and I were there for the marathon. How many years ago were we there for the marathon? Um, yeah, uh, it was a while ago. It was probably eight um, years ago or so. No, probably more than that. Eight or nine years. Probably maybe more than that. Ten, ten years ago. But, you know, it's it, it, it's an incredible race. And so you lose some of, the, like, the, you know, people running in costumes and the pageantry of it. Uh, but uh, who, who knows? Maybe um, maybe one of the elites will run in a costume. Maybe I the, would hope so. <laughs> maybe one of the elites will wear that Chewbacca suit that you want them to wear. Um, I don't see why not. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. I've teased that we've got a big announcement. I believe that's going to come on next week's show, Docs. Big announcement for Pacers Running. Excited to uh, let the audience know what's happening in the Pacers Running world. Also sponsored by Random Row Beer. Random Row Brewing. They are in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh Right there, uh, right there, like it's close to the, the, the downtown mall. Uh, if you've been to Charlottesville, uh, right there, close to the downtown mall, great spot, right across from Bodo's Bagels, legendary Bodo's Bagels. Uh, so go check them out. A lot of activity happening at Random Row. Uh, Kelly Callaway joined us today on the Random Row hotline. Appreciate uh, Random Row and all their support of Pace the Nation. All right, Docs. Um, I'm hoping that you remembered your tale from the trail. No, I, I did not remember it, but uh, while we make were recording, no, while we were recording, I texted my, my mom and, and she like answered right away. She's <laughs> really? like, yep, okay. this is the story. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, I, and I, I, I'm shocked because I actually feel like my mom doesn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I couldn't remember the story, but like within like, half a second she responded and told me yep this is the story so that's how good of a story it is to build right. it up <laughs> yeah i mean no pressure you've really built this one up um so mm -hmm. you you mentioned that uh you you saw uh another the dc united player on the uh trail again correct yeah but that's if not people, the story if people remember that story from yeah. a couple weeks back mm -hmm. You know, it, it's crazy, and this is this is like the best reason to go for a run. Is I keep getting these great stories. <laughs> like I have zero interest in in, in getting fit getting and losing fit. weight, right. but I do like a good story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I like that motivation. Whatever works, whatever gets you out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I'm I'm running and you know I like to put my run off until it like is starting to get dark because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm out there, uh, just jump on the trail by my house, and I'm going down the hill, and there's something on the ground, and as I said earlier, I can't see anything, so mm-hmm. I have to like get really close. It's a driver's license and a credit card. Wow. And. And I'm and I, I look at it and there's these other these two other women that are like walking by, and uh, you know they're kind of eyeing it too, you know. So I was like, all right, well let me let me go ahead and pick it up and and examine this. And and I look at the address on the driver's license, and it's it's a couple miles away, uh, in the exact opposite direction that I was planning on running. Um, and they're giving me advice like, oh, you know, you could mail it or whatever. But you know me, I'm too cheap to buy a, a stamp. So it's <laughs> a lot uh, of effort. Rather, too. rather, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you got to fill out an envelope and find right. an envelope. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna run to this guy's apartment and and uh, see if see if I could return it. You know, nice, good deed. So so I run down the road, uh, or I run down the trail until I get to the road that 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 this person lives on. And like I said, it's an apartment building. I know the number, but I don't know which way the numbers go. So I have to take a 50-50 gamble here, uh, you know, to figure out which direction I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I turn right on the road, and I'm, I'm running down the road. And the first house I see, I check the numbers. And then the next house I see, I check the numbers. And I see the numbers are going down, which is good because that's the correct direction. Okay. The only problem is I need the numbers to go down about 15 blocks. Oh, no. Uh, so, like, I'm already, like, overextended my run, and I'm like, oh, great, I got to keep running down this road. So I run down, and I, I, I finally get to the apartment building uh, where this person's address is. We'll say, Farley, have you ever lived in a house where your address didn't match your driver's license? I have, uh, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, oh. it 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 happens. So now yeah. this thought's going through my head. What if this person doesn't actually live right. here anymore? Oh no! Is that where we're going with this? Oh no! Especially since I found this driver's license so far away. Right. So You're like ten miles into the run at this point too. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's like this is my new next door neighbor. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I get to the apartment building and I go to open the door can't you can't open the door to the stairwell right it's okay. it's locked there's sure. no the mailboxes are on the inside and so i bang on the door and nobody answers nobody comes out there so now i'm like okay great now what do i do now i have to waste a stamp this sucks so i step back out to the sidewalk and the the apartment building has a couple it's it's like four stories high and there's balconies and there's a there's like two windows that are open Mm-hmm. on on this night so i just yell the guy's name You're and kidding. and and uh i see like up at the and i don't know which number is which apartment you know which one goes to it and i see somebody on the top floor they kind of look out the window and then they go back inside and so i yell the name again and and the guy comes out and he's like he's like are you asking for uh first and last name i was only yelling the first name yeah and i said yes and he's really he's really weirded out. Right. And right. and I said I said yes. And he goes, Well that's me. And I said, <laughs> Dude, I found your driver's license and credit card on the trail. And he's like he's like, What? Okay, I'll be right down. 
he was lying. He was not right down. I think it took him a long time to get down. And I think what he was doing was he was like searching his apartment for his right, driver's license and sure credit that card. You, yeah, because he felt it. like yeah. Uh, and then I think when he confirmed that it that that it wasn't there, he came down. In the meantime, I put the the driver's license and the credit card on the the um, stairwell. Or, or you know the front steps of the of the apartment building, and then I stepped back out to the sidewalk. So when he came out, he he picked them up. He's like, "Oh, did you just find these right here?" And I was like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> if he knew how much you've gone through to get him this, li- I mean, and you have no skin in this game. I mean, it's not like you're benefiting from dropping it off, other than trying to do a good deed. Uh, so what did you tell him when he asks, "Did you just find them right here?" No, I said I said no. No, I found uh, them. I, I told. I him, hope I you told made him, exactly him feel like you know made him feel the your pain of what you've gone through. No, actually, it's it's the opposite of that, Chris. Because once you deliver the the driver's license, there's like this like stress on you of like completing the task. And once it once it was delivered and it got to the right place, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, that's it, true. It, it felt you know it felt so good. It's like and 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 I had listened to another podcast and they were talking about a study where they said random acts of kindness make you feel better than than planned acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And and I can confirm that. Like yeah. like it 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 made me feel good about it. So all I wanted to do was communicate to him where I found it so that he knew where he lost it, not to make him feel guilty or make right. him feel bad. Right. Um, and and so he, he I guess he had just gotten back from his bike ride and he said that he had them in his in the pocket of his uh you know, whatever, his his pouch on his bike and right. and, and I guess it fell out on the hill. I don't know. Wow. Uh, but you know, like losing your driver's license and your credit card, I could have gone on a spending spree, a shopping spree, <laughs> because I had all of his information. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely could have. Uh, he, he's lucky that you found it. Uh, that's a, yeah. I, I, that's, a, that's a good story. That lived, that, I enjoyed that, and I can't yeah. believe you forgot it. I can't believe you, you couldn't I know. I can't believe your mom <laughs> had to re- remind you. That was a good story. I know. Thank you, thank you mom, even yeah. though she's not a listener. Yeah. Good job, Mrs. Docs. That's not her name. Yeah. <sighs> I know it's a, that's an age old bit on the show. All right, um, Docs, um, good good deed uh, this week. Uh, well done. Look forward to uh, your next uh, your tales from the trail. Those these these are getting uh, yeah, this is becoming a re- reoccurring segment. I'm enjoying it. It's it's crazy, yeah. Um, so all right, you you texted me last week that uh, we were off, and you know I didn't have a really good reason. You're right. It is a slippery slope, as you mentioned. So um, mm-hmm. we're back. We're committed. Uh, I'm glad you said that because we're not going down the slippery slope. Uh, we've got some uh, exciting guests lined up for the next few weeks. So we are we are locked in. Um, also, some hopeful, exciting uh, news for the podcast and how you can interact with the podcast, how you can maybe listen or even watch the show uh, in the future. So we're working on that behind the scenes as well. Ooh! Um, so can't I, wait to find out about that. I'll probably task you with that, but uh, yeah, but a lot, a lot of stuff happening. Also, let's tease this story. Um, we we are working on a interactive uh, Pacination hangout. Uh, in addition to that, um, that will hammer out a couple details yes, and, and hopefully announce next week. 
uh, since we can't do happy hours, we right. want to do something else. Yep. All right. So a lot of teases, a lot of exciting stuff coming in the near future here on Pace the Nation. With all those teases, we should make this our last show. <laughs> I know. That's it. Well, we got to 251. We're done. <laughs> our, our goal all along was to hit 251, and we did it. All right, great show, Docs. Uh, Julie had to jet, but uh, uh, we both, all of us, wanted to thank our guest, Kelly Calway, uh, for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, great story, uh, happy ending, and you know what? We got a new listener out of it, so that's really exciting as well. It's too bad we didn't have her on the show right before her, her accident, because then instead of binge-watching terrible television, she could have binge-listened to Pace the Nation. That's true. That's a great, great idea. Uh, so if you're, if you're, if you're holed up in the uh, hospital, uh, Pace the Nation. Pace the Nation. Binge, listen to us. A lot of great content. Well, if they, if they hear this, this request and they have already listened, that's if true. you know somebody who's, who's in the hospital, that's recommend right. Pace the Nation. That's right. All right. That's William E. Docs. For Julie Cully, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. Now, Chris, I, I do have to say a, a disclaimer. If, if you know somebody who's in the hospital with broken ribs, please do not recommend Pace the Nation because it's quite painful to have belly aching yeah. laughs constantly yes. with broken ribs. Very good disclaimer. Good call. Okay. Man, there's an altercation happening out here with a the parking Ooh. people are back out. Yes. Docs, like as of this morning, like it looks literally, like. Literally, I think it was October 1st, they decided to start ticketing again. So they're just, this woman is having a field day. She's like nailing every single car. And so this man and woman came out of Trader Joe's with a ticket on her car. And they so they confronted her. I don't know. She I mean, was they've like, done six months of no ticketing and she is like on it. I know, like, but you know what? Yeah. I, I'm like looking at her and like, I get so angry at these people, but I'm like looking at this woman, I'm like, kind of feel bad for she's her, doing right? Her job. Like she's yeah. doing her job. Yeah. She's like She was told that this is the day got and family to feed yeah, and yeah. I don't know. I know. You know, this I, is I the day and her. she's like out here like ruining We got 6 months of no of tickets. We I know. got 6 months of no tickets. So you I paying. know, but it's kind of like it's kind of cruddy when you just like don't say you're not going to ticket, then all of a sudden one day you start ticketing. Like yeah. just just I, know. I don't know. That's true. Well, they probably announced it somewhere. They, they probably did. Like when the county, the county stopped doing organic pickups in those bins. Yeah. The green bins. 
Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. For two weeks, I put it out, and then I wrote them an email, and they're like, "We We're posted not doing that it. on our I website." Know. I know. I know. I was like, I was like, hey, "Sorry, I forgot to check it fine. this week." That's fine, and I know you did that, but you think I'm going to the Arlington County no. Waste Services website constantly? Yeah. Check. check Wonder it if there's in. any big announcements this week. Well, he was no, talking. Just, you, in, in this, this case, case, I was talking, was like, talking very excitedly, yeah. and I'm, she's, I'm, she's I'm continuing to talk. Um, okay, right, well, I'm continuing, continuing to talk just to make sure that you can hear me. Um, or, or do you mean she's reconnecting with me, and then I should listen more? No. Can you hear him, Julie? I can hear him. I okay, can also right, hear adding, myself very loudly. All right, I'm going to add uh, Kelly. Okay, okay, great. Great. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to add Kelly. Well, I, I can say also, I, I'm in the club of uh, broken necks, and, and I, you know, you're afraid when you're running on the trails, you hear a noise, but I, I can actually tell you, it's like the chicken pox. It's good to get it over with, and that, now that you got it out of the way, you don't need to be scared about anything. Yeah, that's true. Do you feel that way? <laughs> Do you feel that way? It's like you're never going to, you know, your plane isn't going to crash twice. Do you feel that way? Yeah. No, you got it out of the way. It's, it's, uh, it's, I, it, I, I think do it's, feel like that. <laughs> yeah. But I also, it also gives me, you know, a different outlook. I'm like, go for it. You know, That's you true. only have so much time. So, you know, I have been thinking like, Hey, yeah. I, I need to make the most of this and do, do the things that make me happy and make them an impact to the people in my life. I hate that term YOLO. But I think it applies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're feeling a YOLO moment, Chris. It's kind of a YOLO moment here. <laughs> YOLO. It's so dumb. We but... can close it out with YOLO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're see Chris running down the street. Like, see you guys. YOLO. I'm out. Wait, I'm, I need to know. You're in the club of broken I know. Neck. Great question, yeah. Kelly. Yes, I broke my neck when I was 21 years old. He's very deceptive about it, but yeah, great question. Yes. Which was two years ago when I was 21, <laughs> 21 since yeah. I'm only 23. Right. <laughs> so what happened? What happened to me? Um, I fell off of a overpass that was like 30 feet. <gasps> I and, love that you're asking and, uh, him, Kelly, because he never, Doc's never talks about it. He fell off. Yeah, but the she bridge. broke her neck, so I can tell her. I know. Fell off a bridge, and he doesn't. He hasn't but told I, the story I, on Pace the Nation. I want him to tell the story on Pace the Nation because it's crazy. Uh-huh. My fourth and fifth vertebrae are are fused. Oh my and, gosh! And um, but that uh, it actually happened when I was in college, so I missed my last year of running because of it. Yeah. Holy Which, moly! I know. How did you fall? But, like, Oh, well, you know, that's a whole different story. But um, <laughs> the, uh, I would say like like the the same the same outlook that, that you have, like I, I could have, you know, like just a, a, a millimeter the other way. And and that could have been it, you know. So so I, I, I fully appreciate the, the gratefulness. I I was cringing when you were talking about like getting up, walking back the trail, driving home, hanging out at home. Because, like, with that, you, you know, with, with the, the broken neck like that, like, and the, and the broken bone, any movement could, could puncture the spine. So, oh, yeah. you are so lucky. You are so well, lucky. That's why I was on bed rest, and all the doctors were like, you yeah. did what? I mean, I literally carried my five-year-old for a little bit of the, yeah. you know, I'm like, just, you know, they were like, if you had just turned your head like that, you know, I mean, just anything yeah, exactly. Um, you, exactly you'd be dead and i was just like oh wow okay i didn't even think about it though and honestly i didn't even feel the pain 
in my C7 no, at yeah. all. Yeah. Until later. And, <laughs> but, but it does make sense. I mean, your five-year-old did have a scraped knee, so. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Uh, yeah, she so, doesn't even have a scar. <laughs> so Doc's, yeah, fellow. I mean, this was, I, I remember it, uh, you know, like it was yesterday. I mean, it was so, I, when I remember get, getting the call. Uh, so he falls off. You know, we're all college buddies. We all ran in Virginia together. Um, oh. It's all of us. Uh, and Julie's got to go, so she got it. But just real quick, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, anyways, it was just so, but, but had he not been in such good fitness, I mean, it, yeah. it was a different outcome. And I'm sure that's probably something wow. for you. Yeah, yeah. I think they definitely said, you know, I had numerous doctors just tell me to be like, great, this is your luckiest unlucky person. Right, um, and right. I was like, thank you. Yeah, but they, they also said, yeah, your fitness does play a big part in this. Yeah, for sure. So. Wow, anyway. that's amazing. I know. Yeah, was- And I also... I also got a helicopter ride, so I I, I would say that that you you did miss out on that. You should have called the helicopter. <laughs> I have ridden in several helicopters. That's true. You <laughs> sure? <laughs> sure. That's true. 